Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Elle. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of ABG. So today, we are going to have a bit of a throwback episode. It's no secret that Mel, Janet, and myself are 90s kids, two of us being 80s babies. And this past year or so, we've been seeing a very quick rise of 90s comeback fashion, especially amongst those who were born in the 2000s. It's been a bit strange to see bell bottoms and baggy pants, spaghetti straps, fanny packs, scrunchies, and bucket hats make a comeback. But instead of being, you know, weirded out by it, we thought it'd be fun to have an episode where we reminisce about the actual 90s trends that we lived through and grew up with. Because who knows, maybe some of the stuff we talk about in this episode will actually be coming back in the next year or so. Yes, I think a majority of our listeners are also 90s kids, so a lot of you out there will likely be able to relate to what we talk about today. I'm very excited for this episode. It is going to be a fun walk down memory lane. For a bit of context, I was born in 1985, Helen was born in 1987, and Miss Mel Mel the baby was born in 1991. Yes, I am the baby of the Group. So I was definitely a 90s baby and a 90s, maybe slash early 2000 kid. And I'll start with something that I remember and love from the 90s, and that's music and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Ugh, man, on that pop culture. She's all up on the music. I love and the shows. pop culture. And speaking of pop, I actually really loved pop music from the 90s yes. and early 2000s. Like when I think of songs or artists, I automatically think of Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, Sometimes. And mm-hmm. if y'all are a true Britney fan, you know the song Born to Make You Happy from her Aww. first album. Yes. I karaoke that all the time. <laughs> and we also have the diva Christina Aguilera's Come oh, yeah. On Over, Jeannie in a Bottle. Better question. I know both of you guys also grew up with Christina and Britney. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose, are you a Britney or Christina fan? Ooh. I mean, they fulfill different um, parts of my femininity. But <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I would say I was a Britney fan first and then Christina second. Mm. But I was a bigger Britney fan, by, I think, by far. Probably like 60%. Brittany, 40, Christina. Mm. How about you, Jay? That's a pretty good split. I would say probably 60, 42. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think as like Brittany just had something performance wise, like anytime she was on the TV to perform for a live show, I like had to watch it mm. versus Christina. I just loved her voice. So I would, yeah. it was more like when she came on the radio, I was excited. Yeah. But Brittany, I just loved watching perform. So I feel like if I had to choose one, but once again, I, th- I feel like Christina's vocals are like 
really, really, they're spectacular. Yeah. Right? It's hard. There are very few people who can sing like that. Yeah. I still listen to her Christmas album like every year. Oh, really? Christina's, yes. Mm-hmm. And I recently, this past Christmas, I had Philip listen to it as we were on our drive up to the bay to visit his parents. And he was just like, yo, this girl is so extra with these Christmas <laughs> songs. It's like chestnuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you, did you, speaking of Christina, have you guys ever tried to sing her growl? Like, I was like, you know, she has that growl. Oh. Do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> I, I you brought the fart. I know. I'm not sure where the sound is coming out of your body. <laughs> I'm literally trying to figure out what she growls. Like she goes, I can't even do it. Girl, just do it. <laughs> Stop thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of herself, but I'm trying to think of a growl. I honestly thought this is so off topic, but I honestly think of Fergie singing the national anthem because oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to growl and it did not sound very good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, right? I always mock myself, sorry Fergie, but when she sings the national anthem, I'm like, I think she's trying to sound like Christina, but does not sound very good. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, girl, you gonna growl or what? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Is that a howl? I don't know. Michelle, let's take that out. Let's not take that out. (laughs) That sounded like a howl. Okay, so oh, obviously this episode's going well. No, it's like it's like a chest growl. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, see, yeah. that was more it. That yeah. was a growl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what? You brought it up. <laughs> you try growling. I will later. <laughs> this so is stupid. so weird. What the hell are we talking about? Okay. Anyway, sorry. I want to share three more artists that I really love during mm-hmm. this time, but. I actually was a huge Mandy Moore fan. Oh. She's mm. for me, screens classic 90s. Like, yeah. huh. she's actually also my first performer I saw live in concert huh. when I was 10 years old for free at Great America in Northern California. And, you know, this is during her era when she's saying, like, candy <laughs> and mm. walk me home. That's <laughs> Wait, a, and walk me home? Walk me home is such a good song. It's I listened from, to, oh, to it last time. No, it was before the movie. So it was really, she had another album. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, the same, it's in the candy album, but... Yeah. Mandy Moore is good. Jessica Simpson, I think I'm in love. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a classic. Yes. Yes. That one. And lastly, y'all can't talk about the 90s without the iconic girl group, Spice Girls. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude. That was my jam. Yes. I actually watched all their movies. Yes. I think the Spice Girls were one of my first CDs. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still have my Spice World CD at home. Yeah. Bernice was my first CD, I think. The one with the pink cover and her like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yes. not cute. I think I, at the time, I only like three CDs. One of them was Spice Girls. One was Britney. Mm-hmm. And then strangely enough, one was Tatiana Ali. Oh, I know not a lot of people oh, know her, but I really shoot. loved her yeah. music. Yeah. Sorry, as you're speaking, like all these memories are flooding back in. But do you guys listen to J-Lo too? Like her Waiting for Tonight album oh, or yeah. whatever? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. That music video. It's- yeah. Yeah. Structure. Yeah. But those are some of the um, music I listen to. How about you two? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, for me, I feel like the 90s music is still the best mm-hmm. when you compare it to different genres of music that have become popular since the 90s. Like EDM, I never really got into. Mumble rap. Like, I... The, Mumble that type rap. Of, wow. I, don't I just can't, I don't know. I just feel like 90s music is... Obviously, everyone has their own personal preferences and music taste, but... 90s was this like intense rise of teeny boppers Mm -hmm. all three of us and it was just like it was like a wild time there was just so much like concentrated energy on Mm. albums and music videos coming out and the desire to learn all the lyrics from your favorite artists 
and albums and learning the dance moves and yeah. the hype of like running home after school to mm. watch Total Request Live with oh Carson my God, Daly. Yes. Like that was consistent every day after school for me. And it was maybe like the most intensity and connection with music that I've ever had mm. and maybe is no longer there because of the ease mm. of access to music and artists and just how fast things travel and rotate out on the internet nowadays. Um, so for me, it wasn't like just just like the music it was the experience that was so great growing up in the mm. 90s that probably added to why 90s like music and pop culture was so amazing back then that's a very that's an incredible observation yeah trl um i guess that yeah that was a time when music was so visual as well mm-hmm. and it was there was a more distinct separation between listener and performers mm. so you were so like now they feel a little bit more easy easily accessible through social media and all that stuff right yeah i think a lot of my old vhs tapes like family videos i over-recorded with Britney Spears' mm. videos so I could learn her dance moves. And my mom was just like, uh, what the heck is this? I'm just trying to learn dance moves sometimes. But yeah, like Mel, my favorite groups were NSYNC mm. over Backstreet Boys for me. Oh, agreed. Oh, yeah. oh. oh we're yeah. on, I, don't, I thought we were not on the same page here. No, I like, it's weird. I know Backstreet Boys are touring more often than yeah. NSYNC, but I actually way prefer, I prefer NSYNC for some reason. Oh yeah, me too. It's kind of like Britney Christina. Yes. They definitely came first for me and sync. Mm. Yes. I think it's because they're better performers in my opinion. Oh. Better stage presence, better total package of dancing and singing. Mm. Yes. Yes. NSYNC, Spice Girls, Brittany, Christina, and Mariah. Yes. Oh my God. Mariah Carey is always, always on my list. I don't care if she looks half drunk all the time. <laughs> Still unmatched. Yes. But like also the 90s hip hop and R&B scene mm. is still the best music to vibe and play at, par- at parties today. Like Usher, Aaliyah, Babyface, Casey yeah. Jojo, SWV. And even just like saying their names brings up just nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Like my wedding playlist for whenever that happens mm-hmm. is, as y- you ladies know, mostly all 90s R&B mm-hmm. music. I think we can all agree. I don't know about you two, but your first slow dance had to be a Casey and Jojo song. I don't remember what it was, but it probably was. Yeah. All my life. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't. It was either that or Savage Garden. Oh, <gasps> Savage mm. Garden. Mm-hmm. Such a classic. Mel, you highlighted the pop music, which is very much um, all of those bands and all those individual singers have distinct memories for me. And Helen, the TRL. Oh my God. That was my every day after middle school, high school, I would go, I would go home, open up a can of Coca-Cola, pop some popcorn and watch TRL. I don't know why that was my thing, yeah. but, Dang. <laughs> but it was like a, it was like a ritual. Yeah. And then you also covered the, the nineties R and B. All of that I feel like was very distinct for me in the nineties, but a category that I didn't know if you ladies would highlight. So I thought I would bring in for any of the, our kids out there who were little emo kids or a little mm. bit alternative. <laughs> In the early, early 90s, when I was still maybe in like elementary school, I have memories of listening to cassette tapes with my girlfriends in our garages trying to choreograph dances to like Hanson's Mbop, <gasps> to Ace of Bass, All That She Wants, mm. uh, to Spice Girls, to No Doubt. Mm. Like there was a lot of, I think I grew up in Orange County, so it was a combination of pop music and then a little bit of like grungy alternative music. Um, and I still remember I've... I think I've been in like two elementary school talent shows where it was like with a group of girls and we like made up dances by ourselves in the garage. So uh, for any of the older 90 
kids, 90s kids out there, you might kind of resonate with some of the, uh, those bands and those artists. Um, but I also was kind of later in high school, I did enjoy the pop and I did enjoy the R&B, but I also had a little bit of flair for the alternative music. Mm. So for me, like a really distinct artist from the 90s is Fiona Apple. I don't know if you, oh, any either of the ladies remember her. Yeah. She, Mel's looking at me confused. She's like, who the fuck is this yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a little older. But she was this very kind of like a darker artist. Um, and probably if you think of like Alanis Morissette mm. uh, was one that really had an impact in the 90s for being this like breaking the female stereotype of of being an artist who is not like sexy and and, and pop right fiona apple was kind of like that little darker um i actually choreographed a, a dance piece and competed in in dances with her so i really resonated with her music mm. i also loved a classic was natalie and brulia's corn <gasps> that one is you'll, you'll resonate is more pop yeah she's kind of a, a little bit of a one-hit wonder but i loved that song um, and then Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. That's one that comes up on our playlist that I don't know if anyone remembers, but um, those were some of the more like alternative music pieces from the 90s that I remember really, really resonating as a kid who was, you know, teenagers are a little angsty, so. <laughs> I could totally see Janet being like a Avril Lavigne, like, Ellis, what's her name? Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Alanis. Avril Lavigne was a little bit, I, I aged out of her a bit. But she was the, my era. Yeah, she's mm. your, but but the Fiona Apple and Alanis Morissette are definitely kind of in the same vein. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I definitely, I did resonate with their music. Um, but how about TV shows? Did you ladies watch TV shows in the 90s? Like, what do you recall? It's So it's really funny because I was preparing for this episode last night and I was like, speaking of shows, I went back to watch a show that I used to watch growing up a lot and that was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. Mm, right? I remember that. I yeah. loved it. And I, I especially loved back in the day. I think it's because like, or you both mentioned earlier, like our artists and our celebrities back then felt like kind of far, for, further removed. Mm-hmm. So whenever they did crossovers, I'd freak the F out. So mm. there was an episode on Sabrina when Britney Spears, when she was doing her Drive Me Crazy um, like promotion, she was on an episode episode of Serena and I'm just like oh my god oh yeah the worlds are colliding and it's freaking insane and also you know if you guys love those 90s rom-com movies um Melissa Joan Hart was in a movie called Drive Me Crazy with the song for that movie is obviously with Britney Spears. So Sabrina Teenage Witch was up there for me. I actually also liked reality shows when I was really young. Mm. So I don't know if you remember, but Pop Stars, it's like reality show to find the next girl group. It's kind of like making the band. Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing back mm-hmm. in the day. But I was really into Pop Stars. And that's where they found Nicole Scherzinger. Oh, so Eden's okay. Crush. I don't know if y'all remember this, but maybe it's actually, it might be 2000s. Mm-hmm. But Pop Stars is one big thing. Also making the band, like, I love O-Town. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched that. Oh, too. man, I remember. Yeah. I loved Ashley. And I, I remember back then, I was like, oh, I didn't know it was a, uh, you know, a male and female name. Other ones are like Sister Sister, mm-hmm. Family yeah. Matters. Mm. Um, I really watched, I watched a lot of Sailor Moon Elementary School. So in the 90s, mm-hmm. I was in elementary school. So I would rush back home and go on UPN. And then I watched uh, Sailor Moon, and then Beast Wars would come on, and I would stop the TV because I, <laughs> <did not, laughs> I did not want to watch that show. And the last show I'd watch is Friends. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Friends so much because I watched it at a young age. I didn't understand half of it until now, but I could quote almost every episode, and I could find a reference for almost every episode, every scenario. So those are some of my shows. I will say I feel like Mel and Friends are like like. I just, I know when I think of friends, I think Mel. Because right. you, you're constantly like quoting it and referencing it. And I'm like, damn, how do you remember that that happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watch it every night. I bought all the seasons on DVD. Wow. So I would repay, play it every night from season like four to ten. These are some of my shows. Um, how about you? Both. Yeah. I mean, in terms of TV shows, I'll just mention my favorite. But other than TRL, which is like every day after school kind of a thing. But my favorite to binge on was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
(gasps) by far my favorite tv show of the 90s um and i always think like i don't know if you ladies remember but there was this one scene that i always replay whenever i want a good crying session (laughs) and it's the one where will's dad lou leaves him and afterwards he's talking to will's talking to james avery who plays uncle phil and it's just like this incredibly emotional scene where he says to uncle phil like i'm gonna get through college without him i'm gonna get married without him and it escalates to him just saying like how come he don't want me, man? Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, like a dagger to the heart. It is so real and so raw. And like, I can't think of any other scenes on TV, like TV sitcom, mm. where it was so like heartfelt and real and like mm. deep in that way. And apparently during that scene, like Will's cap got knocked off um, by accident and that wasn't part of the script, but it was just so real that they kept that moment in there. Yeah. So if you go back and watch it, you will see that moment happen and honestly one of the best just one of the best shows out there every time i watch it i'm just like damn this is like this ages well Mm. like a lot of their content ages ages very well that's a really that's a very classic scene yeah Yeah. so good even when you're talking about it i get emotional just hearing those lines yeah just like damn he's such a good actor yeah I mean, I'm a Will Smith fan to this day. He's actually someone that I've picked up again on following because he, him and his family and his kids are actually very, they are kind of talking a lot in the leading space of like spirituality and mm-hmm. learning about cultures and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're fascinating yeah. as a family. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Jay? Um, so I think probably some of our listeners and you ladies are familiar with Boy Meets World. Yeah. Oh my God. That Topanga, was... Sean. <laughs> Topanga and Sean. But did you know that, so like while the Boy Meets World was running, just a few years before that, I was really into Wonder Years. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know Wonder Years? I so... used to watch it, but I didn't get into it. Okay. So no, Wonder Years, actually, the, the main uh, character in Boy Meets World, his older brother is the main character in the Wonder Years. Mm. So it's Ben and Fred Savage. And yeah. I always thought that that was so funny that like this in this family and they're shows that are very similar it's about a young boy and coming of age right yeah um so i loved watching that dynamic and that the wonder years was a little bit of an older version and then the boy meets world is kind of like this modernized version mm-hmm. um i also loved um in living color i don't mm. know if you ladies remember that but it's kind of like snl but it was a version where i don't like there were different actors on it so like jim carrey was on in living color all the waynes brothers and their family mm-hmm. i just i loved watching I was I resonated with In Living Color more than I did with SNL when I was growing up. I actually watched Mad TV a lot. Oh, Mad TV was oh the other God, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, because my cousins got into that. Mad TV and and um and In Living Color I think were a little bit more um they were more racy than SNL. They right? were, I and think, I liked yeah. Mad TV more yeah. than SNL. <laughs> I was like, dang it, where'd the show go? How come SNL? Right? Yeah, Why now is I it? love SNL. Yeah. But. <laughs> but in the yeah in the nineties, I feel like it was there was like more comedy focused type mm-hmm. stuff like that, like free from mm-hmm. comedy, and then a random one. Um, Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to watch that too. <laughs> so, uh, every, over the weekends, every weekend, um, my family and I would drive up to the like Roland Heights area to visit my grandparents and my cousins. And usually what would happen is the parents would drop us off at the grandparents' home and then they would go run their errands. Mm-hmm. So it'd be me and my cousins like with my grandparents and they lived in this kind of like senior living kind of situation. So there's not much for us to do. We would just sit there and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And always on like whatever the station was, the basic, I don't think they had cable. So we would always be watching like Xena the Warrior Princess was always on. So I don't know. I, I watched a lot of Xena the warrior princess growing up. <laughs> I need to add to this. As yeah. you're talking, yeah. maybe because I'm also younger, so these shows are really, I probably was like five when these shows were on, so yeah. I was watching like Barney. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of like comedy, I know this so, sounds so lame, but I used to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a, that's, yeah. That feels like more of a 2000s show. Yeah. Yeah. Because nice? when I, the thing is I actually was, 
I was a freshman in high school in 2006. So, like, imagine, like, mm. I'll start watching a lot of shows early 2000 because right. yeah, yeah. I was we were probably in elementary school. At that yeah, point. so yeah, of course, yeah, the other yeah. moon's on my list. But yeah, yeah whose line is it anyway? Does anyone anyone else there is an Olsen twins fan? Like, yeah. oh, I yeah, watch same. all their movies. Like, yep. I freaking love. Like, was it is it two of a kind? That's maybe it's a movie, but mm. they were like the epitome of like teenage, like living the yeah. teenage life. And I wanted to find that the cute boy. Like I had Passport to Paris, the movie. Mm. I actually have memories of the Olsen twins even before. Like I had neighbor friends who were older than me. And this is when I was maybe like eight. So mm. Mel, you probably were barely born. At that time, the Olsen twins were only like maybe seven. And they already had like... um paid subscription clubs. I remember my neighbor like paid this like monthly fee and you would get like a box of stuff from the Olsen twins. So one was like a signed autograph like thing or whatever. So, oh yeah. yeah. I read all their books. They had a mystery series for the younger and they, I would rent their movies from the library because they had like Olsen twins pizza party. And I'm just like, oh my God, I need to know what this pizza party. Like I would just watch their, their movies. Yeah. A cult favorite I want to add or two movies from the nineties, early 2000s that I think people still watch to this day is Clueless. It was a huge uh, cult yes, following. Yes, yes, like yeah. it's a classic film, and The Mask. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. With Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Just yeah. have to be like those two. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Well, what about toys and games? For me, I remember, oh my gosh, Nintendo, Sega, and Tamagotchis were definitely up there (laughs) in my like daily gameplay. What about for you ladies? Yeah, so I know like Nintendo and video games are really big. I was just not a very big video game person. Mm. I don't know, I I never got into it. Although I did have like boy cousins um, and my sister was a little bit of a tomboy. So I think we had like an N64, like one of the early versions and then we never kind of continued with it. And I did play Mario Kart at my cousin's house like a couple of times. But for the most part, yeah, video games, I was not very engaged in. Although around the 90s was when computers started and I remember discovering computer games. And I never got, I'm not someone who at all understands the world of like video games now or like computer games, but during the early days, all of the like, you know, MS Paint and like all of the, even like the basic recorder functions. And then Mm. they're like super early video games. I remember there was this one with this like wizard and you go through a castle setting and you try to get crystal balls. I don't know. (laughs) But some of those like super old school 90s computer games, I remember being really um, engaged with, but not Mm. really video games. I also, I remember like, when I would go to birthday parties, they would play Twister. 
Oh, Do you ladies remember oh, Twister? Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to games like that that are like not board games, but like more physical? Well, I don't know, I think those Twister is also the game you play where like you want to get close to somebody. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to touch anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Back then I did. Maybe, now, maybe like, not in the times of COVID, but I don't know. I thought like some of those games were more like physical and active and fun. Well, you know, where Janet's mind is. <laughs> I know. It's funny because when I see Twister now, it's always like a sexual reference, like in a movie. Yeah, like a yeah, teenage yeah. movie. Oh, I see, I yeah. see. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but some other games that stood out, or like toys that stood out to me, uh, I don't know if you ladies remember like Nickelodeon Gak and like Silly Putty. Oh yeah, Silly the Putty. Green, the green yeah. And, like slime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a really big like crafts and like that kind of stuff person. So I was always like Play-Dohs and Silly Putties and Gaks. I was always playing with those. Gak. Um, and I also really loved like uh, I don't know if this is even popular in kids' toys now, but like Polly Pocket or like the Littlest Pet Shop, all those oh, yeah. those types of things where they would do collection items creating like a miniature world mm-hmm. in something. I loved those things when I was growing up. I don't know why, like the dollhouse. Yeah. Shoot, so this is like maybe unrelated but related. What is that thing back in the day everyone collected in school? It's like the collectibles. They had the little heart-shaped logo. Those little, they're animals. Beanie Babies? Maybe Beanie Babies. Oh, the Thai, thai Beanie Babies. Yeah, everyone, the... everyone would collect those. Remember that? Yes. And that was actually on my list too. And I, I actually distinctly remember only buying like two or three. Yeah, I was like, that's a privileged thing. <laughs> I, never, I never bought it, but I remember everyone wanted to Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a big thing though. And I remember some of, some of the people at school would have like 50. And I was like, I just, I don't know. I never got into collector item yeah. things. Um, collect the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> But how, how about you ladies? Well, for me, I was a huge Nintendo 64 person. Mm-hmm. I had Mario Kart. And to, like, and I also had four controllers. I was gifted from my uncle because it was his console and he gifted it to me. And it was like a huge part of my family gatherings because it was a game that everyone of all ages could play together. And so mm. it was my brother. I would, play, I would be playing with my aunts and uncles. And that was like really cool. Like, oh, I'm hanging out with older people. Mm. So we play uh-huh. N64 all the time. Honestly... I got first place in almost a lot of them. So even the Rainbow Road thingy, that was hella long. So I played that a lot during the summer. Um, another thing for me that was really big was Game Boy. So oh, yeah. yeah, Game Boy Color. I got, I got the, I had a yellow one and I was obsessed with Pokemon Gold. Mm-hmm. Like I freaking loved Pokemon growing up. And I'd always choose the water Pokemon. And I would spend hours playing my Game Boy. And I wanted to be all the gym leaders and hit that final round because Pokemon Gold was a new, I think it was an indigo. Like it was like a new town. And then they had the old Pokemon Red attached to it. So it was like a really cool game. Um, Did you I get had, into Pokemon Go when that came out? No, I just, I just played the Pokemon, like the gold. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. was like, mm-hmm. I forgot. It was like a different era of Pokemon, like yeah. the second generation, maybe. Um, another thing I played, maybe more so in 2000, early 2000 was The Sims. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would spend hours building my house, getting them married, having kids. I'm just like, oh, what are they doing under the bed? Because yeah. I didn't know as a kid, you know, like. Um, That's like a GTA when you go into like a dark area and then the car starts moving. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I never played that game. <laughs> Um, but other like I guess like physical games, my own term of physical, I, I would play Bop It. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. And when I used to hang out like the girls in my neighborhood or like with my girlfriends, girlfriends when I was like ten years old, would you skip it? No, oh, I think yeah. you skip it and you had to count how many steps you could get. I remember that thing was scary because it might hit your ankle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, I remember trying to like hit my goal. And two more things in terms of like board games. So in elementary school, when obviously when it would rain during recess, you have to stay in, right? Mm. So some of the things we'd play is, you know, Mancala. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah, had yeah. the conversation about yeah, Mancala the other day. Is yeah. it Moncala or Mancala? Girl, I don't know. Someone, yeah. someone, correct us. Yeah, yes. like find the proper pronunciation. Yes. And the last two things I'd play was Life in Candyland, and for me, you know, Candyland. I'm, 
right? Nice. I'm still a daydreamer, so life was mm. a really fun game for me to kind of predict what it could happen in my future. Mm. So I really like those two board games. How about Pop you, Helen? down memory lane. These yeah. are such great games. Okay, in terms of board games, I was just thinking, like, we played this game a lot called Dream Phone, I think. <gasps> Did you play that game? Yeah, I was looking at, like, the, I saw the ads for it Okay, yesterday. you would call this guy on a card. <gasps> oh, really? <laughs> and it's like, call Zach, call whoever. And they're, like, really good-looking dudes on this card. But it's, I think it was, the board game was kind of like a mall setup. And I forget how you play. I just remember mm. there's a pink phone, and then you always call these boys on the card. And then they just go, hello, do you want to, like, go to the mall or something? Like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so it's just so ridiculous. But um, my sister and I, my two cousins, play that game a lot, a lot. How do you win at this game? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Can you buy it I would love to. I'm sure they're, they probably need some Asian faces on those cards, yeah. though. But... <laughs> Zach. Um, but yeah, thinking about these like older, just like gaming systems, mm-hmm. it's funny because I was talking to our video editor, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Recently, and she is younger than us. I think she's in her early 20s. So about a decade of a difference from where we are. Um, and somehow the topic of gaming systems like Sega Genesis came about. And I asked her if she ever had to blow a game oh, yeah. to oh, get it to work, God. which sounds so wrong now. But she said, she was like, I think I've heard about this before, but never had to do it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so old. (laughs) Having to blow into a game in order to make it work sounds so sad now. But there was a time where literally you couldn't play a game because there's too much dust Dust, in the system, right? Yeah. blow like really hard to I get the dust that. out yeah like, do, you also, <laughs> do you also remember when your CD would get overheated you had to take it out oh, of the, yeah, the yeah. CD-ROM cool whatever yeah. and cool it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my Ins- god insane technological advancement is insane from when we were kids to now I think we were talking about this recently too it almost feels like there hasn't been too much change from when we were like teenagers to now mm-hmm. and I think I feel like it's because everything is just shrinking in size. Like everything is down to the microchip now. Versus before it was like you had large TVs and now it's just flat TVs. Mm -hmm. And now it's like how much thinner can these TVs get, right? right. Um, But yeah, growing up, my cousin had a Nintendo system and Donkey Kong was our jam. We had to play every single level and get every freaking banana and find all the special letters so we could spell out Kong and get a free life. (laughs) You remember this? Even if it meant like killing ourselves many times to get that one extra life by spelling out Kong. But we would play that, play games to like 6 a.m. some nights Mm -hmm. and we would play Yoshi Land uh, and Mega Man 2. And then on the PlayStation, which my cousin also had, we played uh, Parappa the Rapper with the Master Onion that made fun what? sounds. <laughs> you like, kick. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, kick, punch. Um, and we also played Crash Bandicoot a lot. No? That's no, not so much fun, game. though. It is. It is yeah, I love, I miss these nights, like, so much. And for, at, in my own house, I had a Sega, which was the only g- gaming system that I had. And I played Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Almost, like, every night, from what I remember. Like, me and Annie, we were just so obsessed with that game. And, and I think that's the only game my parents bought for us so that we wouldn't be playing too many games. Because mm. I actually don't remember any other Sega games that we played. But we were obsessed with Sonic and spent hundreds of hours playing these games which you know what in hindsight i'm like pretty happy that i had that experience as a kid mm-hmm. even though i'm sure in the moment we were just like oh wasting brain cells but it's fun those are like good good moments good memories yeah. yeah and then in high school i got into call of duty but that's like way older dang call of duty yo i was 
I was pretty good at Call of Duty. <sighs> I'm just here thinking of the contrast of you sitting in front of Call of Duty and me playing this like Hocus Pocus wizard game yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the like early 90s. <laughs> like the... <laughs> it was the boyfriend influence. Oh, I see, I see. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And each bottle can be made up of more than 90% water. Well, stop wasting water and throwing out more plastic. Get Blue Land's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. It's very simple. Buy the bottle once and refill it many, many times with no more plastic waste. I've never seen anything like this. Basically, you get these super cute, beautifully colored bottles, which you fill with warm water, and you just have to pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets. And within seconds, you see the tablets take action and start fizzling up. And within minutes, you have this powerful and effective cleaning product in scents like rose bergamot and lily mint. In addition to the cleaning products, I've been using their dishwasher tabs, which come in this chic and compact refillable metal container without any plastic. So it definitely makes me feel a lot better about my impact on the environment in using these products. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com abg. That's 15% off your order of any of the Blueland products at blueland.com abg. Blueland.com slash A-B-G. So those were some nice throwbacks to like different games and toys. What about like the clothes and the fashion trends? Were there any that you ladies like participated in that you still remember today? Maybe some that you were like, oh my God, I can't believe I wore or did that mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. or maybe something you loved and you wish you could do now. Yes. Fashion trends. This is what's coming back now, right? Yeah. In current day 2021, but I'm not sure if we're here yet. Bell bottoms were huge mm. for me, literally. <laughs> and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but anytime I needed, I went to go buy pants, I would want my bell bottoms to be just the biggest it possibly could be like I would stick the pant leg over my head to see if my head would fit in <laughs> and if it did I would be like okay I would consider it and try it on but if it didn't I literally wouldn't even like take it off the rack to try on but bell bottoms were huge was it like the bigger the bell the better yes oh. for sure uh, cargo pants were pretty big for me too mm -hmm. like the capri cargo pants which I don't know if that's ever going to come back but that was a big one uh, platform sandals or shoes that was actually a 70s trend that mm. reemerged in the 90s. So maybe it'll come back again. But I still remember knowing that platform sneakers were a trend while it was happening. Kind of like mm. chunky sneakers right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember as much as I wanted to buy into that trend, I didn't want to spend money on it. So I only bought these black platform sandals, which were a lot cheaper. And they were kind of like foam. Not comfortable had, to walk I in. I think I had shoes like that. You had shoes too? Yeah. And it's just like... Now you think about it, it's not cute. It was never cute, yeah, yeah. but it was it was definitely trendy back then. And then lastly, I also wore a lot of flowery shirts, maybe because my Asian mama liked mm. me in flowers and bright colors yeah. and <laughs> bought clothes like that for me before, before I could like shop for myself. But it did fit into that theme of, you know, loud floral print mm -hmm. of the 90s. Um, actually, yes. And one, one last one, low rise jeans, mm -hmm. which has not come back yet, but I think... As of 2021, we may be on the cusp of seeing it come back soon. 
which not gonna lie, I'm like not excited for. Yes. I was going to ask, like, I know the whole like mom jeans and high-waisted people kind of resisted that, but then now that it came, everyone's like embracing it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're going to go back into low rise? I could see it. I could see it coming back. Like I'm already seeing in some like music videos and things Mm. like that, where you see the thong coming Uh, up, like the, uh, what's called the whale, (laughs) the whale, right? It looks like a whale tail. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if it did come back. What about for you ladies? Did any of those resonate? I'm trying to remember what I wore back then. Like, I think one thing I'm noticing now that feels familiar to me is I think a lot of people are inspired by Princess Diana's looks. Mm-hmm. Like Haley Baldwin did like this like fashion spread where she kind of did like a modern eyes version of her looks. And I was like, damn, everyone's wearing that now. Yeah. Because Princess Diana was like a true fashion icon. Yeah. I actually remember like back then yeah. thinking that she had the best fashion trend. Like in the 90s as mm. a kid, I was like, wow, she looks so put together, so classic. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I feel like there was a period of time where without social media, it was just like whatever you saw yeah. on TV. And then after she passed, there was like, it, there was like not too much talk about her fashion. But now with social media and mm. people dressing like her again, like it's come back. Her biker mm. shorts, her like baggy, baggy sweatshirts, yeah. her blazers, like everyone's like, oh, follow her fashion trend. It's so classic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. For sure. I think so. I, I'm seeing that again, high-waisted mom jeans, mm-hmm. like I think it came. I think it came from the seventies or eighties too. But I have a high, a lot of high waisted jeans because of that. I'm seeing like throwbacks to certain brands, like like Tommy Hilfiger mm. as a guest, or like just kind of type of like yeah, that yeah. type of vibe. And yeah. so when I bought my Tommy Hilfiger sweater, I'm like, yeah, I'm trend- I feel like oh, I'm trendy. But I was like, wait, this is like so like throwback, right? Yeah. Again, baby tees and preppy look is for sure, and like very yeah. like clueless vibe, like plaid, plaid is in plaid yeah. for sure. And I think looking back at styles back then. I would mimic whatever the Olsen twins were wearing. Like, they were, like, my fashion icons growing mm. up. So, um, I, I don't know if this happened this year, but a few years ago, like, colored lenses, sunglasses. Like, back then, oh, they would yeah. wear, like, orange lens, like, very yeah. RDJ, like, Robert Downey Jr. glasses mm. and, like, Iron Man. And I would buy, I bought a pair myself. Like, oh, mm-hmm. those are really cool. Or I saw people wearing the um, two more things. Like, Helena, you know you wear the paper, the paper boy hats? Mm-hmm. Paper, is it, is it the newspaper boys? Oh, okay. It that, kind of... Also looks kind of like an artist cap a little bit. Yeah, like Britney wore it all the time on the red carpet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot of people wearing that again instead of fedoras. So that Mm. they were wearing that instead of fedoras. And then the last thing I saw come back recently was like the Prada bag that's like the off the shoulder, like on the the small shoulder bag that's kind of made of this like waterproof material. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. But it was so big like back in early 2000s, late 90s. But it's definitely, I'm seeing it everywhere on ASOS Mm. and all the fashion sites. But I had a mock version from the stores like at Charlotte Russe. Yeah, Charlotte Russe. Oh my gosh. I think Charlotte Russe and Limited 2, those are very classic like throwback stores. But they would always sell those type of bags. Yeah, Mm. I had one too. I had like a fake Prada from like China or something. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So those are the kind of things I feel like I was really into as a kid and I'm seeing it, you know, come back now. Yeah. But yeah. How about you, Jay? I mean, it's interesting when you said Charlotte Russe and Limited too, because those two definitely, I felt like scream 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. but they're also really different. I feel like Limited 2 was a little bit more preppy and then like uh, Charlotte Russe was a little bit sexier, mm. right? Yeah. And I still, I remember like my girlfriends who were a little bit more like, um, I don't know, into like dressing up and doing their nails and like wearing purses. They shopped at Charlotte Russe a little bit more. I was a little bit more like limited to and like a little bit more like the plaid uh, <laughs> trend that you called out with the clueless where you, you wear like a plaid shirt and then underneath it's like a baby tee. Yeah. Do you guys remember that look? It has, it's a little bit like preppy and 
and like not super feminine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I remember I have like a lot of school pictures rocking that type of outfit. Wait, you wore a limited tutu? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was always for me. It felt too young. It, yeah, it was. It was maybe because like when I was in when in the nineties, I was only like middle school. So everyone in my generation went to limited two. Yeah, I think maybe mm. a contrast to Charlotte Russe would be like Hollister, like that prep. Like yeah, Hollister polos were a huge thing in high school for same, me. Like same, everyone same. had to like. Oh. Like, the thing was to own multiple colors. Like, yeah, I had, like, five yeah. different colors. Probably for me, because I was in high school when... Well, I guess, like, two years older than mm-hmm. you. But, yeah, I never... I think when it, when people started dressing sexy, I was just like... Did you go to Anchor okay. Blue? <laughs> okay. So you're a little late bloomer I here. But, well, but I also... I think I was more... A little bit more, like, uh, not preppy, but kind of... Like, I would wear jeans, and then I would wear, like... I went a little bit more, like, the Doc Martens mm, and Mary nice James route. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have Anchor Blue? No, I think think it's a little bit more. Yeah, I was, I was less like I never really had dresses very much. I wore like Adidas shoes, a little bit more like casual, tomboyish. Yeah, little bit. Okay, I see, I see. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I was, I think that was like my style. But something that I was like researching last night, I was like, what are other things from the nineties? Mood rings. Oh yeah, mood rings. I loved mood rings. (laughs) You would love mood rings, right? I feel like I hope. That is something that comes back. Mm. And I could, I could see it totally coming back and maybe like altered slightly. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting those at like the book fairs all the time or like the 25 cent machines. Um, I loved shit like that. Didn't your finger turn green? Mine totally did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, um, I, I know, I remember when we first started this podcast, you guys used to joke about how I'd go out clubbing in turtlenecks. Or like sweaters and stuff. I feel like in the '90s and early 2000s, turtlenecks were more of a thing. Yes, and oh, like, and yeah. I used to wear them quite a bit. Yeah. And now I don't really, because you don't really, even during the winter times, it's like not really a big thing anymore. Mm. But that's kind of like I miss that kind of like uh, whether it's comfortable. Also, you could do like a darker and moody, like a, a simple black turtleneck, is a style that I miss. Um, another thing, I don't. Did did either of you have pagers growing up? That was right before my right no, before generation. Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, I think I think I probably like I, I knew I knew people who had, had pagers yes. who were adults. Yeah, mm-hmm. adults okay. had pagers. Yeah. I had I think like my older cousins, like her friends, they had pagers, and I and I was just too young and also not tech like at all mm-hmm. to ask for it. But that was something that I feel like is is distinctly from the nineties. I still don't understand about. how it works. Some like you can you can you can. It's like a text message, but only reserved to like a tiny screen is kind of how I see it. But could you text on it? You could text digital message. So that's why when people have like four, what is it? Four, four, one, three means I miss you. So people come with code. So you can, you can text like, I guess it's mostly just to be like to text or like to tag someone so they yeah. know to call you. Tap someone, mm. I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Trying not to age ourselves right now. Trying yeah. to like reverse <laughs> the aging kind of process. I was like, I don't know what 143 means. 143. I didn't uh, know 413 was I miss oh, you. Oh, sorry. 143 is from Ray J's song. Right oh, now. yeah. 413 <laughs> is I miss you. Oh, 143 is I love you. 143 is I love you. Okay, there we go. Wow, uh, obviously. I, didn't <laughs> I just got why it's 143 because it's the letters in the word. What? <laughs> You didn't know that before. Wait, what? No, never mind. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> Wait, I probably don't know either. I thought it was just random. What are you talking about? One, four, three is one. Like, I, I? love has four letters and three has Oh, I did not know that either. <laughs> was this like a East, more East Coast? Or now yeah. I'm curious. Do you all out there know what one, four, three means? Or where it comes from? Yeah, I don't know. Did any of you have the uh, pencil thin brows? That was a huge oh. thing in the 90s. I still have those brows now. <laughs> like, to be honest, I don't think I could ever get bushy brows. It just doesn't grow there. I tried. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like when I was growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, I was very influenced by my older cousins who were, like, in high school. Like, your mm. high school and, like, they're definitely getting into makeup. And they would always... It was, like, the dark... It was, like, the thin... 
eyebrows and they would pencil their lips with like yep. a pencil dark or brown yep. yep it was a huge thing and i was like oh wow what is that and i would try it and i look freaking weird yeah yeah i would say same for me i saw the trend and i knew it was a thing but it did not work for me yeah and yeah. i think i was always too actually when i first started plucking i shaved my eyebrows so <gasps> i think i was like yeah oh just like underneath it right? yeah underneath okay. it or on top of it and because i didn't know how to pluck or no one no, no one taught me and there was no youtube to watch so i think i shaved a little bit but i don't think i ever shaved it to be like pencil thin mm. or was like influenced too much by people who had pencil thin brows i do i actually i didn't start plucking my eyebrows until maybe like college or after and i have really thick brows so i never could get on that trend but mm. when i did start plucking some of my photos from like when i first started they were super thin and they look scary uh, <laughs> but during the 90s and t- 2000s i did play with makeup and i did love that like darker mm-hmm. like i would never really wear it to school but like at mm. maybe on the weekends or like uh like with my friends i, I would do the darker lip and then the usually what you do is you go over it with like a very light like Coke, like a sparkly nude lip gloss. So you have the darker line and then the lip gloss. That, yeah, that's a memory. Dang, I, I totally missed the makeup trends from back yeah. then. Like smackers, like lip smackers. Oh, oh, oh yes. yes. And, but I think lip gloss is a huge thing in the 90s. That's yeah. true. Right? Lip gloss. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like we go on and on about the 90s. There's just so many things to cover. And I feel like just walking down memory lane, I want to, I kind of want to go deeper. Like there's so many things like from makeups to aim that we haven't covered in this episode, but it was really nice to kind of walk through the different like shows and movies and fashion trends back in the day. For sure. If you resonated with today's episode, if you are also a 90s baby, 90s kid, let us know what other trends you might be seeing that might be making a comeback. Let us know in the comments of our latest IG post. And we want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to all of you who have been supporting us through Anchor Donations. We recently switched platforms to another platform um, and it kind of reset our Anchor Donation. So if you would like to continue supporting us, you can go ahead and look for the link in our show notes. Um, And we always love and appreciate you guys. So thank you so much for doing that. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dairy ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. We have a couple of shout outs for today's episode. Victoria in Chicago wants to tell Melissa that she misses you a ton and hopes you can hang out soon. Asha in Brunei is sending a shout out to herself and letting us know that she really enjoys listening to our podcast because it cheers her up. Ah, thanks Asha. Grace in St. Gabriel, yeah, SGV, wants to let Jennifer know that she is so grateful for your friendship throughout these years and is looking forward to more road trips and ABG time. Yes. Rena is sending a shout out to her older sister, Jennifer, in Vancouver. Listening to ABG together has become one of her favorite pastimes. She loves you, Jen. Gita in Nepal, who is a 17-year-old listener, hi Gita, wants to let her crackheads and digs, I think that's her nickname for her friends, know that you all will have a memorable get-together soon and reunite in your 20s. Oh, to be in your 20s again. She is sending loads of love to Mel, Helen, and myself. She freaking loves our podcast and tells us to don't stop and keep growing. Thanks, Gita. You too. And finally, Steph in LA wants to let Nish know that she misses you. Long-distance relationships aren't easy, but you make it all worth it. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on Instagram and click on shout outs or go to the description for this episode. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.